with Anthony and Clayton here for another fascinating episode of Surfax. So tonight <laughs> is all about the freeze flight or flight response. You've yeah. seen that in the post. Uh, I'm going to show you something in just a moment once we've got a few people <laughs> that, are, that, are, that, are, that are logged on. So we've got nine people on at the moment. Pop us through in the chat where we're actually tuning in from. If you can see us, if you can hear us, we are using a slightly different software. So before we get too excited, I just want to check that. Uh, that we're actually streaming out and you can actually hear us. But um, yeah, for those of you that, that haven't already done so, then I highly recommend, which just tell about this, head over to the website. If you haven't already done this, head over to the website, www.onbe.co. And if you click, there's a little button there that says join Surfax. Cool, we've got some uh, Frederick greetings from Germany. Hey, how are you doing? So look, anyone that's just tuned in, that website that is down just over here, just here, if you click on that and head to the little button that says Surf Hacks, click on that uh, and you can enroll into a free four-week program. Uh, your original um, encyclopedia of surfing is, is what I like to call it. It's this PDF yeah. that, that, that you created a good few years back and it is jam-packed with just really awesome information there's also a whole bunch of videos it was the blueprint for omni pretty much yes yeah so it's a blueprint, but without the omni framework around it this was like your your ideas out first of all and then over the over time it's now become omni it was a brain dump it was it was a, yeah and if i talking talking of brain dumps i'm going to show you what uh what what you gonna deal what with? i have to deal deal with <laughs> when it comes to talking about these lives and talking about different topics and, and clayton wanting to Take his knowledge so around surfing. It's, and then, it's <laughs> the reason why I can't run or host the show because it's just too much like more. So head. you talk about the, so tonight's all about the freeze flight or flight. Whenever I see this, I want to run away. This makes me want to, uh, to, to, to go into flight mode. Let me bring up the iPad now and show you uh, exactly what I have to do. Before we do that, I'm just gonna try one thing because we're using a different little piece of software here. Uh, now. Does it come up? Oh, it was meant to, I think the chat was meant to come up here. Oh, there we go. Look at this. Oh, shall sh I, sh I, I, I might, I might, anyway, let's take that all off. And the messages should appear up beside us. I'm just going to leave that up there for uh, for a few minutes because this looks, this, Evening looks quite, this is quite cool. So anybody who comments from now on, <laughs> you should appear. No, it's that side. No, it's that side. You should yeah. appear beside my head. Anybody who comments. So anyway, um, let me show you what I have to deal with. So I walked in this morning. Yeah. Obviously tonight, talking about free flight or flight, and Clayton goes, okay, this is what we got. I walk into this. Clayton goes, help me explain this. <laughs> so this is this is what I call Clayton's brain. This is this is a sneak peek into what <laughs> yeah, I have to deal, deal with, with when it comes to Clayton trying to explain things and trying to unpack what's inside his head. Well, it's easy, you see. You've just got this wave over here. There's a wave. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah, it's really easy. Uh, it sh you should be able to draw on it. Go again. There we go. But yeah, so this is what I walk into. Just yeah. pieces of paper that Clayton's decided to just unload onto. So anyway, let's um let's get into let's take this off the screen because it's just gonna confuse everybody otherwise. So I've taken it off the screen. Okay. No one can see it anymore. So anyway, so that's what you've just seen is what we're going to be talking about this evening. So freeze, flight, or flight. Why did you, uh, Jeremy Ponjoon, recorded, hashtag, live, uh, not hashtag, question mark. I think I've answered your question, Jeremy. We are live. 
Yeah. This is not, this one's not recorded. Some of the coaches' eyes are recorded. I will let you into a little bit of a secret there. But um, this is live. We're actually here. Like, <laughs> I could reach through that lens now and touch you, but I won't. So anyway, I feel like we're going off on a bit of a weird tangent yeah. tonight already. <laughs> so free start of flight, what was the reason for this? Because it's something which about six days ago, all of a sudden you were like, free start of flight, Anthony. There's the da -da 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 -da, and I was like, oh, okay, yep. Okay, that's a really good concept. Well, I was trying to figure out why people surf the way they do. Like, why do beginners struggle to move? How come intermediates don't move that well? And why do pros find it so easy? Mm. And then... Um, I'm, not, just, I'm just going to get rid of this, just so a big on the screen. Yeah. There we go. Okay, so the concept of freeze, fight or flight, um, it's a natural instinct. Like if you saw a predator in the wild, like if a lion rocked up, probably some people would freeze, some would run away, and hopefully someone in the group will try to yeah. kill a lion and save everyone, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, it's the same in surfing. Um, <clears throat> when you first watch someone stand on a surfboard, they almost stand, and they're just trying to balance, and they're just they're almost frozen in their postures, mm. just trying to balance and go from point A to point B. Yep. And what's really interesting, if you look at someone skateboarding for the very first time, like whether it's a youngster or an older person, it's a similar concept. They may push the board, stand, and they kind of freeze. Okay. Like they don't quite know how to move. Okay. Um, but then as you go into your intermediate surfers, um, it's kind of like a similar thing with skateboarding too. The first movement that they're going to do is they're going to press on the back of the skateboard and they're going to kind of learn how to generate a bit of speed. They're going to be like no, almost tic-tac. Yeah. Yes. Okay. It's not the best way to generate speed, but you can do it that way. Mm -hmm. And it's very back foot and they're flat. And the same thing happens in surfing. It's like an evolution. The third thing that happens in skateboarding is as that person gets a bit better with the tic-tacking, they might start going down a hill. Then you can't use a tic-tac, it doesn't work. You actually have to put pressure on the front of the foot and you've got to go toe, heel, toe, heel. And you learn how to start turning and controlling speed. Yeah. Okay, but they're still going really fast while they're doing that okay and i call that the flight phase okay most people when they get a wave and in their intermediate level they just want to go as fast as they can because it feels really good mm. but they're also running away from the pocket they're running away from the energy in the wave and they're running away from the power and then advanced surfers what they do is they surf in the pocket they actually slow down they can easily create speed. They can easily move. They, they know how to turn. They've basically got everything at their disposal. Mm. They've got this skill, the mindset. They're not scared. So they stay in the pocket and they fight. Yeah. Okay. So the three things, the beginner, stuck, frozen. The intermediate runs away from the pocket because he loves to generate speed. And the advanced person who surfs in the pocket and starts to surf top to bottom. Yeah. Yeah. Now, why is this so important? Well, uh, can you bring up that that little drawing that I did earlier? The 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 simplified one. Yeah. This one. The less complicated, complicated this one? one. Yes. Okay. Right. Here we go. Okay. So, why this is so important? Uh, I'm going to change my pen color. Is that? Um, Beginners, when they surf, they surf the bottom of the wave. Because they're standing on their board and they're frozen, 
the board's flat and it tends to drift down to the bottom of the wave where it fits. Yep. Okay. Now, beginners, they don't have the necessary paddle power. They don't have the, the skill. They, they don't know how to arch their body. So they don't, they haven't trained it and they haven't paddled enough. So they require volume to catch the wave. And they also need a longer, wider, thicker board. Okay. Okay. Now, this is the kicker. That beginner riding that longer, wider, thicker board, if they wanted to become an intermediate, if they paddle that board to the intermediate wave and try to catch it, that board will work against them. It's too long, too wide, too thick. They will not be able to surf that middle part of the wave or that steeper part of the wave. So is that where you see them do, doing the classic legs go to the side and then pop and they go straight over, straight yep. over the front, nose diving? Yep. Okay. Okay. And what happens then is they actually start to develop fear of the pocket, which when they do oh, get a wave, okay. they start to run away from it. They start to condition themselves that, that that place is a bad place to be. You don't want to yes. be there. They already get conditioned. And the conditioning is because they're on the wrong equipment and they don't have the skill. But now, look if you look down here, if you have the right skill, okay, because you've got good balance and you start to ride a shorter surfboard. In other words, you've gone from maybe a soft top that's really wide, thick, and long, um, and you go into maybe, I don't know, like a mid-length or something like that. Yep. That a, a lower <clears throat> intermediate would ride. Then the board would fit into the wave. You'd have the necessary skill set to maybe learn how to drop in. It would have more rocker, more curve. It would actually allow you to surf a better part of the wave. Right. And you would then be able to learn the necessary skill set on that wave. Yep. To become an intermediate. Okay. Now, we have got lower intermediate and we've got upper intermediate. So just circle it because you pointed that for me, but no one else can see. Okay, so we've so got here. lower intermediate and we've got upper intermediate. So lower intermediates, they're scared of the pocket. When they've gone there on the bigger board in the past, bad stuff happened. So they tend to try paddling on the shoulder. They also probably don't have the right paddle technique. They don't have the right wave awareness. So those guys love volume. They're like, oh, volume's your friend. And they're like, oh, volume solves everything. Okay. So when those lower intermediates start getting better and they start catching better waves, they actually have this like dawning or realization that, hang on, when I try to turn, this volume doesn't work for me. Mm. It's, it's sluggish. It slows me down. I can't hit the wave where I need to hit it. It's actually working against me. And then when they jump onto a slightly less volume board that they can duck dive and they can control and fits into the hollow part of the wave, mm. they, get it all, they get all excited. And what yeah. do they do? They surf as fast as they can, like, oh, I'm finally getting it. And they flight because they're really excited and they surf out of the pocket. Mm. Okay. So now we've got your upper intermediates. Yep. Now what these guys do is they're like, wow, this new board was so much better, but what it is, their skill level has improved. Yeah. So of course, yes, they're going to feel more on the new board. So do you know what these guys then do? They start looking for the perfect board, the magic carpet, and they just start buying Toledo's board and Gabriel Medina's board and John John's board, like all the pro models, they ride them, thinking that the pro model is going to make them surf better. But what they actually got to do to go from 
upper intermediate to advance, you've got to slow down. You've got to surf the pocket. And more importantly, is you've got to stop surfing flat and rushing out into the flats. You actually got to lean and start learning how to turn and surfing in what I call figure eights. So a figure eight is, I'm going to draw this. Is this movement over here when you're surfing? So again, beginners surf the bottom, intermediates surf mid face, and pros go top to bottom doing figure eights. Cover the whole damn thing. Whole damn thing. Okay. So, okay, so let me. Let me there was a lot of information. There was there was an awful lot of information in one in one good hit, but that's all right. You get a little bit of a dose of what I have to put up with. Um, <laughs> So my question here then is with an intermediate that's that's that high volume, they've got that and they're constantly racing out into the flats. Do you think that where they feel safe and comfortable? Okay, where they feel safe and comfortable, but do you but then this is a thing. And a classic example here is if you've got a watch that, that tracks you with yourself and you go, wow, look how far I went on that wave, like the amount of distance I covered. So you so I think that the, the, there's naturally this point for an intermediate where they, if they can surf away from way out back and then they ride it all the way into the beach, even if they're just going straight, they go, wow, that was an amazing wave. Do you think that those intermediates realize that they're actually running away from where that's meant to be? They because, have absolutely no idea. Because I'm going to say that I had absolutely no idea. It, for me, it was just like, yeah, yeah, look how far I'm going. I'm going really fast, really fast. Okay, I might have to turn back a little bit. But I never really realized until you highlighted it that I was running so, away from that, that power zone. So in 2007, um, Dane Reynolds came to South Africa. He was on the CT and he arrived and his boards got lost. I don't know. They, I don't know where the boards went. But um, So he came to the shop and said, hey, can I get a couple of boards from you quick until my boards arrive? So I uh, quickly rushed the board out for him. But... What he said to me is, that, look, I don't want a FOSS board. I want a board that holds on rail when I turn it. And that completely blew my mind. Like I had based my boards on that intermediate. They got to go fast. Do you know why? Because with speed, you can do anything. Okay. Then here comes Dane Reynolds saying, hey, I don't want a board that turns. I want a board that holds in the pocket and doesn't slide out when I'm bearing the rail. So I'm like, wow, um, I don't quite know what to make you. Okay. So anyway, I made him my regular board and he, he liked it. Uh, liked it or loved it? Well, it had glass on fins and he didn't. So, how, how, so just sit, let's set this story up a little bit more here because you've kind of gone, yeah, yeah, Dane Meadows came in, he lost some boards now and asked him to make some more. So look, let's just rewind it. So Dane Meadows came in, how long ago was this? 2007. 2007. So, and at this point in time, this was when you had a big factory over in? Yeah, we had a big factory, we were exporting boards overseas. Um, I was making boards for the Quicksilver stores. Um, Dane was one of the Quicksilver team riders. Right. Um, I think the Quicksilver team rider, uh, Dane, well, what's his surname? Dane Patterson, he was like the, the Quicksilver manager, brought Dane around. Um, and yeah, we just, Made him some boards. Okay, cool. So, so you made him. So you lost boards. He came in. Said he wanted a board that wanted to surf on rail. So you made him a board. Oh, and I, I made him two. And one was bright red. One was bright yellow. Uh, bright 
blue, like all these patterns on. He picked them up. He's like, oh, don't like the colors because <laughs> he's like, he's very he likes whiteboards or yeah. Anyway, so so I can I can I turn the camera around? I don't. I definitely want to see. Let's, let's have a look. Let's have a look. Okay, so you get a bit of a view there of uh, of the rack. All of Clayton's boards are very 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 colorful. Have you always been into really colorful boards? No. So oh, no. when I was a, <laughs> when I was a pro in my twenties, okay, um, there was no video like there is today. It was all about getting photos and. If you got a cover shot, you got paid. If you got like a center spread or a, a full page photo, you got paid by your sponsor for that. So what they what the magazine said is that covers make sorry, colors make covers. So if you oh, got a okay. really nice bright board, you were gonna probably get on the cover of the magazine. Nice. Whereas if you've got a plain whiteboard, a whiteboard next to white foam, you, you can't see it. Now also the cameraman, when he's trying to um zoom in on you if you've got a whiteboard it's hard to pick you up if you've got a color board it's really easy to pick you up so your shots are going to be more in focus so i, I was just from there on out i was just like i've got to have colored boards and it's just something that stuck there you go if you want to stand out a snapper get yourself a colored board <laughs> yeah well think about it there's 300 guys they're all wearing black wetsuits but if you've got a red board like oh, oh there's clay yeah. so the cameraman can then film you and it makes sense so how many cameras did you, did you end up any covers? Yeah, I got a cover of a magazine, some double page spreads and posters and stuff. Yeah. What? How did you see them? Oh, I don't know. They're somewhere. Have you, have you got? Uh, okay, right. I'm, don't you worry. Don't you worry, uh, people. I'm going to. Uh, I'm, I'm going to dig into the archives and I'm going to find these pictures. I'm going to post them up inside the in, inside the group. Just, just stay tuned for that. I'll, I'll do that over the next week or so. But um, okay. So I'm. I'm I'm a bit more intrigued now then because um, so, so Dane asked me for a slow board mm -hmm. that's where we're going back to um I didn't know what to shape him now I know the reason why because of this it all makes sense he didn't want to be that intermediate surfer who surfs onto the shoulder and has to be cut back so he wants to go off the bottom hit it and he needs to be able to control that speed and power on a wave okay Cool. So we, we have got some footage that, that, that we're going to bring up. But what I want to do is like, what, what are we? We're, we're, we're now 20 minutes into it. You've, you've off offloaded a lot of information. We've also found out quite a bit about your, your, your circle business that you have back in South Africa. Let's, let's, let, let, let's reel this in for a second. So somebody who is a big, like, how can we now get some tangible takeaways for everybody here when it comes to the freeze, flight or flight, whether you're a beginner, intermediate or advanced, what, 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 what can we take away from this? Or I'm interested in like, what have you taken away from this? Actually, let's, let's start out to you guys and let's have a quick look at some of the questions that have, that yeah. have come in. Okay, I have to answer some. Cause there are, there are some questions that have come in here. Uh, so let's pop this one up onto the screen. So Trent has said, I find my scope of vision really narrows when I take off on a wave. It's a bit bizarre, to be honest. Looking forward to this live to find out some helpful tips. Okay, yeah. So, okay, so the reason why your scope of vision narrows is because if, if you relax, um, like if you're smiling and you relax, your eyes go down this way and you get more peripheral vision. But if you focus and stare at something, your eyes zoom in and you get uh, less peripheral vision. So my point being with that is that when you're paddling into the wave, you're probably looking at the bottom or looking at the nose of your board and you, you're staring at something rather than say, 
um, arching your back to the Oreo biscuit, looking at the wave and taking in the wave in its entirety, mm. looking at the bottom power zone through your peripheral vision, looking at the lip through your peripheral vision and seeing everything, breathing and relaxing. Yeah. One thing that um, that I know from a lot of the, the training that I've done in terms of uh, in terms of confidence and public speaking and that kind of thing is that with with uh, when we're in a state of, of fear or heightened, uh, so I'm going to use the word fear, but when we're in a state of fear, uh, awareness heightens. And so what happens initially is our pupils dilate to take in what's going on, but then it goes for like a laser focus on, that's what I need to focus on. That's what's going to keep me safe. Yeah, where's, so, where's, where's there? Yeah. Okay. And, and so then you you then get this, this, this laser beam, that, like sort of uh, vision that, that goes on. And I've, I've seen it with people when they're about to go on stage. This fear sort of sets in and their eyes go really wide, like, whoa, what's going on? And then all of a sudden, I'm just like, I'm just like you just got to get to the center of the stage. And it's like okay, they suddenly so zero in on that and they move towards the center of the stage before they then start talking. Okay. So you say fear sets in, eyes go bigger, you get more peripheral view or mm. vision, all right? Um, what would happen if you just relaxed? Because a, a lot of people go, oh, there's the end of the wave. And like, yeah. I, got, I got to get there. But pros are like, oh, I got time, I got space. That looks like a nice section for a Rio. Um, I'm going to go back here. And they're kind of feeling it. Mm. They, they, they're using that energy to make themselves surf better, not worse. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I mean, like relaxing is the key because that makes you then present in the moment and it allows you to. Um, you had a big breakthrough today. Not today, this yesterday, week. This yesterday, week. Yesterday. yesterday. Okay. Right. Let's dive because <laughs> this is the very first time that this has actually happened right. to you. Okay. What? So, so is it the, uh, uh, yesterday when I came in from a surf, I said to Claire, I said, I wish, wish we were doing the live now because my, I was like, <laughs> I was so excited. Um, so I've, I've now got to try and just step, step back into, into so, that so moment. I phoned him ahead. Hey, and how was your surf? Because he went down to D-Bar. He says, oh, oh, I'll tell you about her in person. Because <laughs> <laughs> he was really pumped. So I went down there with the intention because because Clayton had gone on about this freeze flight or flight and whatever we're talking about in the lives, I do try to sort of try to be very conscious of that when I'm out in a surf so that I know so I can talk about it from an intermediate perspective when we then come into the lives. And I thought to myself, okay, the fight is about staying in the pocket. It's about and it's about not racing out into the flats, like stay in the pocket, stay in the power zone. And so that was my whole intention. I didn't care if I fell off. My intention was to go down there, catch as many waves as I could, and just try to stay within the pocket. And the other thing that I was thinking about was just try and relax as I'm doing it. Don't try and like tense up, just try and be relaxed. And it was weird because it was, I had a kind of matrix kind of moment on the wave. And I don't, I, I, I want, I would love to be able to say to you, this is exactly how it happened. But the first few waves of that of of the session were, were, were terrible. The first one I, I just got, I took off late and just ended up bailing out on the takeoff. But after about twenty minutes into the session, there was three waves that I caught, one after the other, and it was like everything slowed down. It was like the takeoff. I knew exactly what to do. I knew exactly about what I needed to look. I knew exactly about what I needed to hit. And everything on that wave just worked. There was turns coming up. I even saw this little section coming up in front of me that I could see was going to sort of turn into a little barrel. So, and I knew that, that I was like, well, if I just put my hand on the side, I'll slow down enough to be able to get into it. Um, so I came into it. It wasn't a proper barrel, but um, I don't know if it went right over. But I just, it was this moment. 
in time where everything slowed down. And I was just like, wow, that was amazing. And afterwards, I was like, the biggest smile on my face paddling back out. And for about three waves, I had it. And then it just disappeared again. <laughs> I got no idea where else it came from. I want it back. Someone, someone stole my matrix. But it was the weirdest, weirdest feeling, but an amazing one at the same so, time. So you had what surfers call flow state. Yeah. Okay, where you were grounded in the moment. The, the person in, in um, or the intermediate who's in flight mode, they are trying to chase the future and they never get there because it's always in the future. So I think what potentially could have happened is you had three waves in flow state and they were amazing and you got really excited or you may have got now an expectation that was really, really high. And then to try and match that expectation again might have been difficult or you weren't able maybe to control your um, level, level of excitement. I would say, just knowing me and my own personality, I probably struggled to, to contain my levels of excitement. And also, look, I did go super early and then it got it did start to get busy. So when I very first went down, it, I wasn't okay, okay. fighting so, so much e for Even waves. better, sometimes just, yeah, yeah, carry on. when you're getting waves and then a crowd comes, you are not able to then manage the frustration where I was getting waves, now it's crowded, I can't get waves. Mm. That kind of brings, it's not exactly, what does it bring? Uh, it, it just makes you a bit more tense. Yeah. So then you stop feeling because you're feeling tense. Like you're not in that flow state where you're grounded. Yeah. So it quickly pops you out. Yeah, because you're sort of thinking, oh, is that person going to paddle on my inside? Oh, are they going to drop in on me? And then you, you start thinking all these things and then you start to go a little bit. Yeah. Exactly. So it, it is about relaxing and trying to find that flow stage. And I'm stoked that you got it. Awesome. Okay. Just uh, just very quickly. Sir, who who is? I know someone here is uh, John. So and your live video is a bit laggy. Don't know if it's happening for others. For just letting you know. Okay. Thanks for letting me know. Not sure if it is happening for others. Uh, no one else has mentioned it in the comments. So uh, not sure. We are using a slightly different software tonight. Let's go back into some of the questions again. Yeah. Um, right, here we go. There was Trent. What's this one here? What's this one? It looks like it's a question from Ricardo. Uh, hi, guys. Scale down early. The board could be a solution in order to progress so that we struggle initially but have a proper instrument to progress. Okay, so that is definitely a thing. And what we call it is the, um, the S-curve. So... If you are a lower intermediate who's finding stuff really easy to do on your board, and now you want to start sort of doing tighter turns, maybe getting a bit more vertical, maybe throwing the tail, when you do get a more performance board, you're going to find that your rate of falling off goes up. And it's not that you're surfing worse, it's that you are making the right mistakes. You have to kind of make those mistakes to kind of now figure out the next ways up that rung of the ladder, mm. if that makes any sense. Um, if you just continued on your old board, you're going to probably find that the board is holding you back. Maybe there's too much volume, it's too wide, too thick. Um, you can't surf the part of the wave that you want to surf on. So when you do make the changes in equipment, whenever you, a change is made, generally there's a period of sucking where it feels like you go backwards. So I encourage people to embrace the sucking, um, to work your way through it. And then it's that working through your skill level that makes you the better surfer. Mm. 
Okay, I'm just looking through the questions here. Have we got, okay, we've got quite a few questions here. Uh, oh, someone, so back to there's a conversation happening here. Trent, I find that too. I'll be asking myself on the paddle back out after a wave, where were you looking? And I'm just blank. And this is something which you always do to me. You always ask ah. me, what do you remember about that wave? And so now, because <laughs> I know that Clayton's going to ask the question, I, I purposely, I'm, I'm very intentional about trying to remember what I did and why I did okay, it. So, so what I do with Ant, we, we sit in the water together, and I'm like, Ant, look at that swell. Where's the steepest part of the bottom? It's generally met with this sort of face. So I, I drill him all the time because a swell might be traveling from the east, in which, in which case it's, it's like turning to the left a little bit before it, or it could be coming from the south, in which case it's running from a different angle. And you've got to kind of find where's the water drawing off the bottom. And if you find where it's drawing, that's the way into the wave. And if you know where it's drawing off the bottom, you'll know what the wave's going to do, and then you'll remember it. Yeah, I don't know if you've seen the post. I think it might be in the insiders group, actually, where someone said it'd be really good if we had a point of view, like uh, a coach's eye from a point of view, so basically a GoPro almost on your head where you're talking yeah. about what you're seeing. Because I'm sat out in the water with you, and you go, yeah, I'm that one there. And I'm just like, I cannot see what you are talking about. Yeah, it freaks I, me out. I'm like, Ant, this is a double up, go! And he's like, where? It's, it is, it is. Paddle Ant. It's, it's, it's like there was another language happening in the water, and you translate it instantly and i'm there just going i've got no idea what you're saying but because like, i just sometimes i just do not see what you're seeing so i think that we should do a point of view yeah i'd, I'd be happy yeah to. yeah cool okay well that's uh cool. that'll be a youtube video in the future uh let's go here okay, so, so to answer that question oh. um focus on the bottom of the wave because it tells you what the top's going to do so you keep reading the bottom read the bottom Okay, here we go. We've got a beginner question here. Yep. So that's this one here. For us beginners, would a long board be better or something in the range of eight foot? Okay, so... Eight uh, is a long board, isn't it? Or not? Well, nine foot's a long board, so mm. it's a foot shorter. Look, the eight foot's going to offer you slightly better turning. Um, long boards are great because they're plain, really easy to um, get length of rod, catch yeah. waves. But the eight foot offers you a little bit more control in terms of turning. Makes it a bit easier. So if you're terrible at balancing, um, your arms are all over the place, you can't stack your body properly, go the longboard. If you're looking very smooth on the, on the longboard and you want to start turning, I encourage you to ride the eight foot because that's going to progress your surfing and allow you to learn more. That's why I'm just looking at some of the comments. So, so, so Rosie said, I'm going to make the cover when you make my board because uh, referring so back to the colors. Rosie's ordered a board with like rainbow colors on. Okay, so here we go. Uh, Rosie's also then said, I don't know if I freeze, but often I have absolutely no idea what just happened. So I think that was that was mentioned back from the previous comment. What would you say about that then? So if somebody has got no idea what just happened, like everything was a, just a, a blur. Okay, so breathe. what happens is they have intense focus maybe at the end of the wave. Mm. So they have no peripheral vision. So when they get there, they don't know where they've traveled and they don't know what's happened. Whereas um, like you and I will take off in a wave, we will maybe stay in the pocket and we'll feel the energy and you're like, oh, the wave sucked up and it started accelerating. Let's change, let's, let's remove we and you. Okay. <laughs> to that, <laughs> not me. So I, I do encourage people to try to slow down to surf the hollow part of the wave. So when the wave does suck up, you feel the energy. Yeah. And then when you go up, you can feel the speed. Um, and then, 
you start getting dialed in with reading the bottom of the wave and all the nuances as to when it sucks, when it throws, and you can start anticipating it. And um, that's when it becomes really fun. It's like doing a dance with the wave, like in time with the music or something. Yeah, um, I can't remember which week it is, but within the within the the twelve week program, um, there is that one week where we, where you ask people to surf, and it's just wave awareness. So it's it's literally about catching a wave and just going, okay, what's going on around me? We're about to so we're about a, to the top, another great the bottom, thing. The phone. Yeah, Rosie, um, when you take off, touch the bottom of the wave. I mean, where the flat starts to bend, touch the flat, then touch the the middle part, touch the lip and look back and try to touch the foam okay because that's just strike radius that's the part of the wave where basically you can hit the lip do a cutback hit bounce off the foam do whatever you want to do so you got to make sure that you're in the right part of that wave yeah cool uh donovan's on donovan has said can't work out why but i'm struggling to go nose to the beach Look, it also depends on uh, conditions. Like not every day is a day where the wave breaks perfectly like an A-frame and you can go nose to the beach. Um, so sometimes if it's really weak, you have to kind of connect all those dots. And it might mean going across to get power and then nose to the beach going across. So um, it's not a perfect science, but where possible, do it. Yeah. Do you want to ask some more questions or do you want to show some footage of people? Uh, let's maybe two, three more questions. Okay, so this one, you've, you've kind of answered this already, but Samantha says, hey guys, I've been learning since January and loving every minute. My problem is lately, feel like I'm getting worse. Is this a common occurrence in the beginning to intermediate process? It is yes. a common occurrence throughout the whole surfing journey. Should we draw it? Just very, very, very quickly. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a real quick drawing for you. You, 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 you explain, I'll draw. Okay, so every time you learn a new skill, you suck at it. So let's say um, uh, we're okay. I want to learn how to play the guitar or a ukulele. When I grab it, I'm, I'm going to really, really suck at it. Okay, but huh. then it's like that, isn't it? Yeah. Basically, you start doing something, you get quite good at it, then you reach this peak, and then it starts to get a little bit difficult. And this part here is the part where most people will decide. The valley that, of death. Yeah, the valley of death. They, um, people, this is a place where, where people give up. But if you keep persevering through it, what then ha ends up happening is you then go on a, on a big learning curve. Like learning curve where you then start to go, wow, I'm actually now starting to move forward. But that learning curve, again, once again, you'll reach this peak and you'll then start to reach that valley. Now, these valleys normally come about because something has changed, isn't it? You either, you might be riding different. Change to equipment. Uh, yeah, so maybe surfing a different break. Yep. So, ocean, you might be surfing a different break. Mind. Yep. Um, one day it could be relaxed, next day it could be freaked out. Yep. You, one day it could be crowded, the next day it could be empty. Yep. Um, there, there's lots of variables that could actually um, make that happen. Yep. Then change in the way that you're using your body? Yeah. If, like, say you've suddenly went um, riding surf skates and you learned how to turn better, that could help you progress in the water. And then equipment is. Yeah, you could change boards and suddenly the stuff that you did on your old bigger board is amplified on the on the smaller board and you're overturning. Yeah. Um, or the tail board sliding out or you know, something's happening. Yeah. So these these parts here are gonna be on your surfing journey for the duration. Um, and you've got to embrace them. You've got to embrace those those dips and 
the one thing that I'm going to well, that, that's where, oh, that's where, where, I'm going to get back to the iPad. That's where Omni's really good. Um, I change these colors. Let me, let me, let me remove the comment because that is the reason why Omni is called Omni because these are the four key elements that make up the the surf experience. Yeah, so we, we'd almost call this here beginner, intermediate, and advanced. Now, there's another little thing that does this. Okay, so the this is risk and this is reward. Who knew that tonight we would be drawing graphs? Okay, so basically, as you start going, I oh, say this is actually the other way around. Uh, risk. Yeah, this is risk. You're still in the rubber hour. Hang in there. And this is reward. Okay, so as you start taking higher and bigger risks, like so you start getting a slightly bigger wave, yeah. there's a bigger rush yeah. from that wave, so you get a bigger reward. Mm -hmm. But you also get dealt a heavier blow if you get it wrong, because you're taking that bigger risk. Yeah. So there's an element of skill that needs to be applied. Um, if you start surfing bigger waves or better waves, you maybe have to change your equipment to be able to do that. Mm. So there's all these changes that are happening, and every time you make a change, you go down this negative curve over here on every single time you make a change until you figure it out. Yeah. And then you start going up. So, um, yeah, it's, it, it is a process. And, and, what, and, what, and what you're looking at here, I just want to add this in, what you're looking at here doesn't just apply to surfing, this applies to everything in life. Anybody who's, who's, ever, who's ever, ever had their own business, for example, will know that it's really exciting at the beginning it feels amazing, but it reaches a point where it becomes really hard. You feel like you want to give up. Everything feels like you're going backwards. It starts to suck. You don't like doing your own business. But then all of a sudden, things suddenly get better again. So this this whole up and down is just, just it's not just surfing. It's actually it's life as well. But anyway, let's move away from hey, the uh, while, Tony Robbins. While, while, while we're here, hang on, hang on. This little bit over here. Through your process, what have we done while you've been in the valley of death to get you out of that valley of death? Let's list some of the things. What have we done? Yeah. What haven't we done? Uh, You've sent me out body surfing. Okay, so you're right. Your handwriting's better. Okay. So I made you body surf. So body surf. Yep. Uh, made you surf really low volume boards. Yeah, so low volume boards. Why? So you couldn't okay. catch waves. Yeah, so Clay, maybe low, low volume boards, so I couldn't catch the waves, so I had to sit in the right place. So it's helped me read the ocean better. Okay. I still can't see some of the magic things that Clayton does, but in terms of positioning for the bus stop now. And, and where did I do that on a very gnarly break? Yeah, she did, thank you very much. <laughs> one which I wasn't comfortable riding on my normal board and then Clayton goes, right, come on. And it, it was a five, six or something, wasn't it? It was, it was, that, yeah, it was that little board over smart. there. It was tiny, weeny. It okay, was like, so like a skateboard. So what else gets you out of the valley of death? A ton of skating. Yep, I made you uncomfortable skateboarding, yeah. doing turns, forehand, backhand, figure eights. Oh, skating. Yep, so body surf. Skating, oh, riding low body boards. Do not take boards. your back fin out. Make yourself a twin fin. Well, yeah. I've made you surf twins. Well, well, and well, right now we've got a finless board. I'm and is now riding finless. Yeah, I'm trying to perfect the art of it. It's not going very well. But uh, more on that story in a future YouTube video. So, I mean, so, so finless. I'm trying to think of what else. Ah. Oh like forcing me to surf small crappy waves yes 
get so the, so the I, to move, get yeah, lighter. To, 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 be, to be lighter, uh, loads of stuff. Also making you pal out in big days, you didn't like. <laughs> yeah, let's not talk about that. So, so I'm pushing a level of comfort. Yeah. Making yourself heavily ba heavy barreling waves. You didn't like. Still don't like it. Okay. <laughs> anyway, I'm gonna stop. I, I'm gonna stop writing. I'm gonna bring us up big again. But yeah, so there is there is those dips. They exist. They're there. They're everywhere. Okay. Um, okay. Let's go for another question, and then we're gonna bring up some footage, and then we'll come back to some more questions. Cool. Okay. So, so what we've got here. How, how do we progress if uh, if we share for the board that doesn't turn tightly in small waves? It gets difficult for me with a 6.248 liter. So you're 94 kilograms. You're a little bit heavier than me, and you're about the same height as me. Should I get something more playful, or is it just me? Okay, so I'm interested. Where is the board not turning tightly? Um, because when you do a bottom turn, it's a different type of turning. Mm. It's it's more longer. It's more drawn out. And when you do a top turn, gen generally that's the tight turn. So um, a good board has to hold off the bottom, but it's got to release on the top turn. Mm. Okay, so it's got to do both things. So I'm interested which one of those types of turnings are you struggling with? You're right. Um, because there's so many different aspects to a surfboard. If, if your board's too thick in the rail, the rail won't dip in, you'll struggle on the bottom turn. If your board's too wide or want to keep staying flat, it's going to delay your bottom turn. Yeah. It's going to not want to tight, uh, turn tightly. If your rocker's too flat, it's not going to want to turn. If your outline's too parallel, it's going to not want to turn. If your fins are too straight, it's going to not want to turn. Like There's a lot of play here. So what I would say here, Ricardo, is what you advise people to do a lot, and that is to... If you've got a mate who's got a board that's just slightly different, just have a go on that one yeah. and see if and see if that responds differently, and 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 then just try to work out what, I would what, say what the difference probably is. Probably ninety percent of the time is going to be user error. Okay, so it'd be great to see some video clips of that. Yeah. Okay, I'll tell you what. Let's just I'll put this one up while we're just putting that there up. You blokes on the Gold Coast, us blokes are on the Gold Coast. Yes. So we've got some footage here. First bit is wave pool. It is, it is wave pool. This is going to show freeze and flight, and then we'll show you fight afterwards. Let's bring the iPad. All right. Out. So we're going to play it once and then a little chat about it. Hang on a minute. That's not Coach's eye. That is Coach's eye. That's what we go here. Just, just play it and you yeah. do your thing. Boom. So here's someone taking off. Bottom of the wave. Wow. And it looks like that board can't turn. What's wrong with it? Well, there's a guy in the way. Okay, so if you have a look at this person, let's zoom into that. Okay, stacked on the back foot, arms are all over the place. They're not even trying to steer the board at all. Okay, they drop their coffee cup, bend their back, wobble. So this this is what I call frozen freeze. Just, just very quickly, anybody who's who's new to the videos or new to the Omniverse, the uh, the new word I've introduced there, Omniverse. Uh, if you just heard the word coffee cup, they drop their coffee cup. It's one of the terms that we use uh, to for a surf technique, uh, I suppose. So coffee cup is a handful. Okay, so basically this person is just bending their back, sticking their bum out. But that's like a freeze response. Yeah. That's a freeze. They, that's, that's classic freeze. Yeah, they're just going 
they have to mercy of the wave. They're not doing anything to create speed. They're mm -hmm. not going up, not going down, not turning, just standing there doing bugger all. Okay, go out of that one, or is it? No, no, they're, they're, they're all continuous. All right. Okay, let's look at the next one. Whoop, I think whoop. it's almost flight. That's flat. <laughs> All right, so look at the line he's taking. Oh my gosh, it's just like mid-phase, let me go fast, fast. But the best part of the wave is this part over here. Okay, so this is interesting for me, okay? Look at the distance that he's covered and he hasn't set anything up. He can't hit the lip because there is no lip and he can't bottom turn because he hasn't set it up. Mm -hmm. So he can't do anything. But look at how short this distance is. So had he have gone down, oopsie, had he have gone down, it's only a short distance up. He would have got there with so much speed, connected with the lip and created even more speed. Then he can just relax. Now it's a case of how do I control all the speed that I'm earning? Whereas right now he's just flying, running away from it down the line. Now, do you know what this guy, when he goes and checks boards online, he, he gets the boards that's fast. Yeah. I need the quad, I need the wide tail. It's got to be short, fat, wide, puddle jumper from Lost, the, uh, I don't know, Pier Pony from JS. All these guys just get boards that make them surf fast and they think they're killing it. On their GPS watch, this guy just clocked like 50 Ks an hour <laughs> and he rode for a kilometer. But like the judge wanting to score him for that ride, is like, oh my gosh, like when's he going to get out of the starting block? He hasn't done anything. Like I always say this, if you grab the board and you turn it on the rail and you took a tissue and you rub the tissue down the rail, it would be dry. Okay, he has not put that board on rail. Okay. Sorry, I'll get angry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's carry on. All right, who's next? What have we got? Oh, we're out a little bit, that's why. Oh, that's frozen. Oh, yeah. Okay, so if we go back here, this guy's riding a really big board. He's got no control over the board and the boards, look at the bounce, He's, watch the board bounce. Bang, bang. So why would someone like that take off a lot of volume? You can clearly see that the volume is just, it's like bouncing, the rail's too yeah. thick, the board's too wide. He's got no control over that ride. Yeah, one, one really interesting thing that you said to me about volume, and, and I think this is, this, is, this is really cool to share, is that the more volume, the more control the wave has over the board, the lower the volume, the more control the, the, the surfer has over the board. Yep. Okay, so I'm gonna call this guy lower intermediate. He's on a hard top, okay? But where's he pedaling in on the shoulder? Okay, so he's not taking off on the peak over here. He's taking off on the shoulder. So he has to paddle really hard. Yeah. Now, you'll notice when he paddles in, he's looking kind of almost down or away from the wave. He's not reading what's happening down there. Mm -hmm. Okay, watch what happens next. Where's he looking? Down. Where's his hands pointing? Down. Okay. Oh, look at his head. And then... He's bent his back, so he's almost compressed the back. Now he's only like open the back, and I bet his hands start winding down car windows. There's the car windows. See that? Back in the day, we didn't so, have a button. So when you do, whoa, the car windows start winding down. Okay. And, oh, surprise, surprise, he fell off. Okay. 
Now, if we go back to here, this guy doesn't like this part of the wave at all. Bad things happen over there. Mm -hmm. And he probably got worked, but he didn't get worked because um, he employed the right technique. He got worked because he was scared. He took off on the shoulder. He looked down at the worst part of the mm -hmm. wave. He employed, like all the bad habits came up. So I bet you from here on out, this guy is gonna take off and just run away from the pocket because he's scared of that pocket and nothing good happens there. Okay. All right. So and then fear. For the next couple of years, he's going to be riding his really fast puddle jumper type boards. To... You've you got, you got to start referencing puddle jumper. Well, <laughs> so it's just... So the only reason why Clayton is is because I, I had a puddle jumper and I absolutely loved it, but it was it was, it was was making me surf really fast out into... It, no, I'm going to rephrase that. It wasn't. I was surfing it really fast out into the flats. It, it wasn't. For me, I loved it. At the time, I loved it because it was a really fast board. It was amazing. It was the first high-performance board I'd ever bought. And um, yeah, and so I rode that for a while. And then now I want to slow down. So it, I've kind of moved away from that, just the boards that, as Clint said earlier on, I need to make Dane Reynolds boards that allow me to set a bit slower. So I, I had a customer come order a board from me this week. Okay. <laughs> no, let's, let's rephrase that. You had a customer that tried to come and order a board from okay, you. Okay, so I had a customer who tried. Oh, yeah, we got full screen for this. This is quite a good story. I had a customer. He actually follows us in Surf Hacks. He tried to order a board for me this week, and he bought in two boards that he liked, and they were almost identical boards. They were round noses, quite wide, quite thick, sort of flat rockers, wide tails. One was a thruster, one was a quad, and he said, these things are fast. They're, they're really, really fast and he kind of likes them. But he wants to order a board to um, start hitting the lip and doing turns. Yeah. And I was like, mate, if I make you the board that does that, you will hate the board. You first have to change the way you surf and start learning how to lean and twist. Then I can make you that board. Because if you carry on with your bad habits and ride this board, that I'll make you, yeah. you will hate the board. So, so he actually said, I'm not making you a board. Yeah. He actually sent it away and said, I, I can't make you one because you won't like it if I make it. I said, like, how good is that? I said, as soon as you can start like leaning on the bottom turn, twisting on the top turn, I will make you a board happily. Anyway. Okay. Should we get some more questions? Oh, okay. Last of all, hang we got, on. We got, now, now, now we've got a show, the fight response. Andy Irons. All right, hang on, iPad's coming up. Here we go. So, just keep that forward a bit. All right, so check out this. Andy Eyes is coming from behind the foam, people, behind. And he does, ooh, it's amazing. Uh, cardboard slide, look at this. Both hands in front, front on stat. Like, I'm freaking out, eh? <laughs> okay. Just a little bit. It's all right, you freak out as much as possible. Now look at this, boom. Oh, come on from Rayleigh's. No tension. Now, the interesting thing... Anyway, that was a clip of me at D-Bar uh, yesterday morning <laughs> when I was in my Matrix style. <laughs> Look where he finishes the turn. Like, you don't get any more tighter to the foam than that. I'd love okay. to have surf like that. So he held it deep. Okay, now, bottom turns behind the section. Boom, v beyond vert. Look at that. Bang, now he can relax because the waves can do all the work for him. He doesn't have... Uh, there we go. He doesn't have to rush. Behind the foam again. 
Oh, vertical again. Look at that knee drop. So at no point in time have I seen him out on the shoulder. Yeah. He doesn't, no, it doesn't work out there. You can't do what he's doing on the shoulder and you can't do what he's doing on a flat board. It has to be on a board with rocker, slightly narrower nose, a really high performance board. But, 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 the important thing to remember here is you also need to be aware of where you are in your surfing journey because if you were to jump on that board too soon, you're going to, your surfing's going to. Yes. So let's go back to that very first drawing that start. we brought up. Okay. Uh, hang on. Hang on a minute. Let me bring up the full screen. I'm going to try and find it now. You surprised me. I wasn't expecting that to come back in. This one? No. Nope. Yes, that one. Well, this one. No. No, no this one. <laughs> Here we yes, go. that one. Hang okay. on. Uh, no, hang on, that one. Okay, so uh, where's a different color I should choose? Uh, let's go purple. All right. So a beginner, if he tries to ride an intermediate board, he's going to suck at it because he doesn't have their skill set. Mm -hmm. So an intermediate board is not going to make a beginner a better surfer. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Okay. So you cannot go this way on equipment. If you improve your skill set through skateboarding, cardboard slides, coffee cup, awareness, reading waves, yep. okay, by improving your skill set, you can then hop onto an intermediate board and it will go better for you. All right. Now, an intermediate can't jump onto a pro's board and expect to go up because he doesn't have the necessary skill set. So if you've got any bad habits, what happens is the pros board highlights all the bad habits. Now, this is something that I caught on really quick with guys when they used to come order boards for me back in the day, is that um, I would try to figure out who was lying about their technique and who was telling me the truth. And that's kind of why I became a better coach. I'd say, show me how you bottom turn, show me how you do a top turn. The guys whose hands are flat didn't know what they're talking about. The guys whose hands bent and it looked like they're going rail to rail. I was like, wow, this guy can surf. I'll make him a proper board. The guys who surfed flat, I had to dumb the boards down. I had to dull them. I had to make them less responsive. I had to make the tails thicker, slightly wider, rockers flatter, make them faster so they like my board. Um, it's, it's, it's crazy, but it's a fact. So if you ever make fashion, and you're talking about surfing, make sure you give lots of wrist movements and arm movements and lean and twist a lot when you're talking to him because he's analyzing you the entire time. Okay, let's have a, let's have a look at some questions because we, we're, we're coming up for 55 minutes here. Let's, uh, I, I, I like this little comment here from, um, from Tim. Giving waves, uh, giving waves away when it's crowded is my favorite way of dropping tension and finding flow. 100%, I do it all the time. Um, guys see that and they actually start giving you waves back because they generally like good guys in the water. Okay, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna address this because you put in two comments here. Um, I'm gonna bring this one here up. So Ryan Lister, I think it was Ryan that put, yeah. Ryan has just put, um, once, so obviously you saw, you saw the live that we did the other day. So Raz is, uh, is, is someone who we, I'm, I'm gonna bring up again because I'm super excited by this. So Raz is someone who we did a 30-day challenge with. and Do he, you have any old footage of Raz? No, I don't. I don't. Damn. But we'll do a whole video on, on the whole process of Raz. Uh, moving out the iPad. So Raz, we did a 30-day challenge with Raz. Raz is taller than me. He's six foot four. He, when, he, when, he, when he very first came to us, he'd been surfing for a while, but um, 
was a little bit un uncoordinated. It'd stand up on a wave and would just jump off for like you didn't even know why, but it just it'd jump off for, for for no for no reason. And over the space of the thirty days, he went through the through a lot of um, coaching. With he, he did so much skating, the guy must have sweated out about a whole swimming pool with sweat just skating around Clayton's ramp. Anyway, he he was unlucky enough to be able to go off to Fiji this uh, earlier on this year, and we got this video from him. Uh, Use the hammer. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to show that. Uh, <laughs> I just thought we might uh, drop that across to my thing in a second. Right? Let me just let me keep that there. So this is this is this is Raz. Raz sent us this the other day. I'm showing you because I'm sorry. Oh, let me hide this off the screen just in case it comes up. This is Raz. Just the other day. Oh, there he goes. Oh, he is the nicest guy you 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 could ever possibly meet. I'm so happy when he sent this this video through. I was slightly jealous. So he, Raz he got, is like he he's 90 kgs. He's six foot six tall. So that was a big way that he pulled in for him to stand up. And he's six foot six tall. That was a big wave. Yeah, I'm just trying to airdrop something to my iPad just while we're trying to see it, just to show you. Because Clayton said, "What are some of the things that, that we've done with me?" And uh, Clayton happens to have a video, video of have me. Have you got it? Uh, here we go. So one of the things that Clayton's done with me to help him is on. So this is the old skate ramp. You might have seen some of the new footage of the new skate ramp. Uh, Okay, so what I'm holding in my hand there stores hammer is a hammer, a lump hammer. Pound hammer. <laughs> okay, so and has a habit of closing the shoulders on the turn. So I'm, like I'm trying to get him to open the shoulder so that he can, he can throw a nice turn. So please watch until the end. So this was December last year, but probably the date there. Yeah. So this was this was December last year. Now also you'll notice that he doesn't compress and extend the knees. He he, he makes the arms. Do it. It's changed since there, but check it out. Why is it not playing? Hang on. Is can we can we scroll through? Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. I I, I, will, I will get it to work. You talk. I, I, I will get it to work. Oh no. Why is it not? Why is it not coming through? Hang on a second. Maybe I just need to. Oh, here we go. Hang on. Here we go. Okay. So. See my arms going up and down. You also notice the knees don't kiss. Way. All right. Let's. I fell see. off. With a hammer in my hand. Why? Most because I had a hammer in my no, hand. No, no, no. Watch, watch, off. watch the hammer. Watch, watch. Drop. Boom. This is like Mr. Miyagi stuff that Clayton's had me do. I have not had to sand the floor or paint the fence, but I have had to skate with a so hammer. You drop the hammer. Look down. Fell off. Self-inflicted. So here we go. Oh look. Oh my word. Oh my word. There are so many questions here. All right. Let's let's get through some of these. Okay. Right, we're going to do fast and furious on the questions, and then we're going to wrap up now. Uh, yeah. Just very quickly, if, if if you are watching and you haven't downloaded it yet, then make sure that you head over to. Let me bring it up on the screen. Head over to www.onbi.co. Little button there that says Join Surf Hacks. Press that button because if you press that button, you'll get taken to a page that will then allow you to enroll in the free four-week program that we have. Tons of really cool videos that's going to help you move the surfing forwards. There's also this is the best bit, in my personal opinion, is you get Clayton's PDF. Which is just uh, it's just jam packed with absolute gold. If you would, if you were here from the very beginning, it's, this was Clayton's original PDF. The whole of Ombi has been formed off of this PDF, and you can get it all for free. Just click, just go to there, click Join Surf Hacks, and then just enter in your email, and we'll send it all straight through to you. So let's go to the questions. Right, I'm looking at the wrong thing. So Andrew, hang on, hang on, I'm yeah. going to go back up. Wow, we have got some serious questions here. I'm going to okay. here we go. Get ready. 
one thing I need to do is just remove that. Yep, laggy oh. here as well. Yeah. So don't, don't worry about the lagginess. Okay. That's a great ride to start the session. Uh, okay, that thing that was relating to something that I said. Sorry, what's the name of it? Uh, the, so the name of the app that we use, we have put it up it's on the called, screen just now. It's called Coaches Eye. Unfortunately, they have just decided to stop doing their thing. Like you can't get it anymore. You apparently you can't buy it. So yeah. check out the app store if you can't find it. That's the reason why it's called Coaches Eye. Okay, so a quick look at this one here. Hey guys, uh, my good wave board is 27 liters. I can happily ride something a few liters less, but is extra volume helping me or hindering my progress? Turns. So look, when you're riding a good wave board or a step up board, you want the volume because generally there's often a lot, lot of, a lot more water moving around um, and it's to help you get into position to catch waves easier. Mm -hmm. But that board should be shaped with maybe a little bit more lower rails so that you can bury the rail on a hollower wave. It's probably got more rocker because the waves are good, they're more powerful. So there's all these little things that are designed that counteract the amount of um, leakage or volume in your board mm. that makes it maneuverable. Okay, hopefully that answers your question. I was too busy reading other questions to know if Clay actually answered it or not. Um, I, I'll pull this question out, but I know you're not going to like it. Clay, what board do you think I should order for you from an intermediate server to improve faster? Uh. You need to see the surf. So you need to see the surf. We, we, like Clayton needs to see you surf in order to know. He just revealed to me the other day that apparently I'm ready for my next board. Yeah, I didn't so, even realize I was. So I um, thought I was quite happy with the ones. I'm happy to make Ant a new board because Ant wants to surf slower. He wants to surf the pocket. He doesn't want to stand up and just rawr. So um, I'm, I'm pretty excited now to change what Ant's writing and give him something different. Okay, so we'll, we'll be updated on what happens there with that. Clayton, something I've been wondering. Does the board start planing right before your hands hit the deck or right afterwards? I don't, your I don't understand the, the question, but I'll so, put it look, so you can try and answer it. Um, a board needs to hit planing speed to almost start lifting it out of the water so that you can stand on it. Um, it it's kind of like if you were wakeboarding behind a boat. If the boat goes too slow, it, you, you won't be able to plane, you won't pull yourself mm. out of the water. Um, so does the board start planning right before your hands hit the deck or right afterwards? I don't, I don't understand the question. I thought you might be able to do it. The yeah. one thing I do want to just quickly um, credit here is, and I'm thank you for, 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 for coming in, Freddie, Freddie Holland, uh, about the, the wave of progression. It was yes. Freddie who sent it in to you before. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I, there's been so many people who have actually, like I, I just touch on stuff. Like I'm not an expert on any of this mm. stuff. Um, I just like examples and the way th certain things can help me explain my point of views across. And um, Freddie's was a really amazing um, graph. And oh, no, what we didn't touch on is um, from beginner to lower intermediate to upper intermediate to advanced is the, um, the levels of um, competence. Do you want to jump on that quickly? Do you want to? Because I reckon that's going to be another. Anyway, let's answer some questions okay. and, 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 and see what the time is. We can always revisit okay. this. All right. Because um, you've, you've seen the piece of paper. That's what we're trying to unpack. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, thanks. Thanks, Freddie. Freddie liked to call it the, 
the valley of death, pit of despair. Yeah. Cool. Uh, let's have a look here. Hey guys, how do you handle situations where you're riding a foamy or a non uh, duck divable board yeah. and you get caught in the break zone? I'm asking as a beginner with uh, somewhat of fear of being kept under and also fear of my leash. Um, Tearing up. Okay, so like you need to body surf more because getting worked is all part and parcel of the mm. whole part of surfing and it can be fun. Um, if, if, you, if I'm riding a foam that I can't duck dive, I will turtle roll. Um, I'll get my timing right so I know where to paddle out. Like for me, if I can paddle out my hair's dry, it's, I'm so stoked. Yeah. But if somebody is on that, that kind of board where they are in the impact zone, I would say just be super relaxed. I'd also say be really aware of who's around you because if you are a beginner, there will be a tendency of panicking and throwing your board or just diving off of it. But you do need to look at who's behind you yeah. so that your board doesn't hit them. Because remember, you've got the length of your body plus the leash plus the length of the board. So there's a lot of distance. You, you call it the strike radius yeah. that uh, we're, we're actually could hit somebody. But just be really aware of that. So if, if you do end up coming, if you do turtle roll and the board gets ripped out of your hands, that you're not going to injure, injure anybody else. But I would almost say just relax when you're underneath just don't don't try and fight it because as soon as you fight it you stay in it you'll never so just, be underwater for more than 10 seconds yeah. so i'm sure you can hold your breath for 10 seconds yeah so just just relax and think of nothing if you watched the, the live the other week twiggy um had a really good way of approaching it and he he, he says to himself <laughs> Ross Clark, John, it, 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 no no it's a, you're not getting any air down here you idiot <laughs> whatever it was yeah and I said that the next time I go underneath the water, I'll think of that and it made me laugh and I'll end up swallowing water. And it did. Okay. So yeah, just be just relax is what I would say. And just embrace the fact that Cons you, get, you are going to Conserve your energy, conserve your breath, relax. Okay, Trent, Trent was replying to somebody there. Uh, okay, we've got some people answering questions for us. I'm just going to, I'm not going to put, I appreciate all of the interaction. I just, okay, here we go. Will you expand on the breathing Twiggy mentioned to help with the freeze flight? I think Twiggy did a pretty good job. Yeah, there. so look, when you balance a wave, arch your back, look at the thing and then stand. Because a lot of people, or you'd be surprised, they actually don't breathe. Mm. So they, they want to just get the wave done and they can start breathing again. So as soon as you breathe, um, your shoulders relax, your eyes stop, what's it called, uh, focusing and they can relax. Mm. You get more peripheral vision and uh, you just get more time. You create more space. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm pleased about this. Can't believe it. I think it's Keith. Uh, this is the best episode I've witnessed to date. I'm glad that you think it's the best episode that you've uh, witnessed to date because at the very start, I thought I was really destroyed. I didn't quite know what I was saying at the beginning, but I feel like we've, we've brought it on. Uh, oh. Fitness is so much fun. Yep. So I agree. So the day we went and surfed um, the fitness board, it was so crap. Like we rocked up and like, it was like horrible. Oh, you wouldn't, you wouldn't normally paddle out. Like no, you just go, nah, we, we just, wouldn't have just, just gonna go. But, um, and had about 10 waves and I was like, hey, Ant, come on, give me a go. And like, I got, I had a couple of waves oh. on it. And then Yanni was like, oh, can I have a go? Can I have a go? And he was like frothing. And we were all just pumped. Yeah. It was so shit. We're taking off for like knee high waves and trying to do little 360s. And we were like little kids in a candy store. I think we, um, we actually posted the video 
we had Nico filming on the on, on the beach and he managed to capture one wave where I did a full 360 and I got really excited and like clay you'd think I just got a barrel of pipeline or something with the claim I did on it uh okay uh, Ricardo just I can't get vertical and turn tightly on the top okay if you can't get vertical you're probably racing down the line you need to do what Andy Irons did fade come from behind the foam doing a figure eight turn okay we've got a lot of board questions coming in okay let's just do the board questions Equipment question. If I ride a 510 33 litre on a small wave, what equipment should I ride over six feet? Um, I, oh. So what do you want from the board? Do you just want to survive six feet? In other words, get high volume, flat rocker, straight outline and just gut it. Do you want to hit the lip? Do you want to get barreled? There's a, a lot of play. Like, how, how, what's your confident level like? Are you going to get barreled on six feet? Or um, is it a soft six feet where you want to do cutbacks? Mm. I, um, so, I, I, look, a lot of these board questions that are coming up, although I bring them up on the screen, they're actually really hard to answer because unless you actually know, there's, there's so many sort of nuances and we need to know so much about you as a surfer, what type of waves you're surfing, what, what you're trying to achieve, that to kind of answer that. Now we did do a live way, way, way back a good few months ago. We've even been at the beginning of beginning of uh, sorry, the, the end of last year, where we did a two hour where you actually broke down some boards. We are working on a project at the moment that is going to really help you be able to um, well, decide which board is the right board and why certain aspects of a board are going to help you more than others. So that's a project that we're working on. So yeah. with all these questions, we'll, we'll give you kind of quick answers. But to, to, to dive in deep, it's it's a lot more involved than, than what we can sort of do in these lives, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just seeing what other messages uh, replying. So if anybody's replied to somebody, I'm not going to bring it up on the screen. Okay. That's uh, quite interesting. So um, Since we're talking beginners, how good can someone get in one year if they devoted all their time? I'm going to say one name, James. Yeah, I really wish that we had documented this process. Uh, I'm so, so, so gutted that we didn't. So James is somebody that works within the Omni team. He, he's, he's on the tech side of things, never surfed before in his life. Because he works within the Omni sphere or the Omniverse, he has got to see a lot of the videos. He's got to consume a lot of Clayton's content. He'd never surfed before. All he knew was the Omni stuff. Oreo biscuit coffee cup. <laughs> Oreo biscuit coffee cup. First surf, he went out, he stood up, was riding waves. Second surf. First he, surf, he was compressing, extending, he was doing cardboard slides. Yeah. Like uh, he was turning left and he was turning right. He's like, yeah. pass the coffee left, pass the coffee right. He, like, I was like, wow. Second surf, we went out, we took him out in conditions that I would say for somebody it was their second surf would have been a little bit intimidating. Head high on the sets. And he was paddling into these waves, taking off, riding a, the green part of the wave for, and not just standing up and like riding all the way. And you just saw him just trimming the way all the way. Along. Okay, he was racing out into the flats, but he was like second surf. And I was just like, you would have thought that he'd been surfing for six months, maybe even 12 months. Like that's, and that was in two sessions. And the only thing that I can put this down to is he had never. Zero because because he had habits. never surfed, he had zero bad habits. So everything that he knew was on B 
And so everything that he was practicing was the right technique right from the outset. It absolutely blew my mind. And I, I, I honestly, I really wish that we had documented the entire process. I, I think that people, if we did document it, they wouldn't believe you. They'd go, oh, it's just made up. That it, was, it was like yeah. magic. So in, uh, in answer to your question, Ryan, is it depends upon how, much, how many bad habits you've got. And everybody learns at different, different speeds as well, is what I'd say there. So yep. if you devoted all, all, all of your time to it and you're prepared to do exactly what you have to do, then you could probably put, could pick it up pretty quick. And the proof of the proof in the pudding is the story that we just... That we just I would say it's here. a personal journey because you get to know yourself really well. Do you agree with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like this. The more wipe patch you take, the quicker you realize they're actually pretty fun. So well, that's how you learn. Think of a kid learning how to walk. Like they're all wobbly and stuff, but and they fall a lot, but you quickly learn. So the more painful it is, the faster you learn. Yeah. Uh, this is this is an interesting one. Been practicing heaps with my arm movements, coffee cup, and all that to get better turns. However, I find it hard to take the techniques that you guys are teaching on land into the water. Any tips? Okay, you are probably overthinking, yeah. trying to do too much. Yeah. It's like um, I'm really shit at telling jokes. Because I, I think about the thing too much and then I, I just get my words muddled and I, I forget the punchline. So you have to have awareness of where you want to do the things on the wave. Yeah. And then you just got to do one thing, like just one coffee cup pass and celebrate the small wins. Yeah. Like every little small win celebrated because no one else is going to. And um, that's the best way to, to, to back yourself. Like, Hell yeah, I'm doing this. I've, I've done that. I've like back yourself all the way. Yeah. So, and uh, also trigger words are, are really good. Like having something that you say to yourself. So, for example, when I went out and surfed Dubai yesterday in preparation for tonight's live, where it's freeze flight or fight, I was focused purely on the fight. And for me, all I was all I was focused on. I wasn't. I didn't care what turns I did, if I fell off or anything. All I was focused on was two things. One was to be relaxed. And the other one was to just stay in the pocket. Whatever I did in that pocket was irrelevant, but that's all I focused on was just that. So I didn't become overwhelmed with, oh, oh yeah, that's right. I've got to try and do a cutback or I want to go up and snap off the top. Or it, it was just to just stay in the power zone and just relax. That was it. So it made it so much easier for me to focus on what I needed to do. Okay. That's what I don't know what this question is. If you drop in the shoulder, you should hold your speed on a cutback. Should you hold your speed on a cutback? If you drop your drop in the shoulder, should you hold speed or cut back? I'm not quite sure. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not. If you take it from the shoulder, you might have to cut back to, to be in the pocket to get speed again. Look, speed comes from basically dropping into the wave. So the more vertical you go, the more speed you get. The more yeah. diagonal you go, um, the less speed you're going to get. So the shoulder is not really going to help you much. Okay, right. We're gonna go. I said we're gonna go fast. We're gonna go. We're gonna go fast now. So this this question here, you gotta answer it quickly without going into too much detail. Thanks for all your very useful tips. How should you fall in a closing barrel at the front or the back of the board? Which one? Back of the board. Back of the board. There you go. Because the foam's already broken, the energy's dissipated. Front of the board, there's a guillotine. The lips coming. Back of the board. Okay. Here we go. Straight from here. Clayton and Ant been wondering this. When is the precise moment the board starts planing? Before or after? I think we answered that question, yes. didn't we? Before or after, yeah, we danced that one there. <laughs> I don't know if this is a joke or not. 
but I hope that you are taking a year off. I would like to do the 365 day challenge. I'm taking a year off. Any ideas where I can find a residency program? <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, we've got another one. This episode is Jim. Okay. See if you can answer this one really quickly. We should do lots of little golden nuggets. How do you take yeah. really steep drops with, with a double P? So these are really steep drops. Um, soften your knees, chin level, looking where you're going. Cool. There you go. Freddie, 100%. If you've got that graph handy, post it in the comments Please, below. Please, yeah. It's yeah, yeah. awesome. That's all yeah. just print and put on the wall. Cool. And then everybody, send send Freddie a message of thank you. Let's go to the disco. Oh, no, I thought, yeah. Okay, people are asking about the shirts that, that, that we're wearing. Are we, 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 merch will be coming in the future. We're more focused at the moment on creating um, more content and more courses, but merchandise will be coming out in the future. Uh, we're pleased that you want to start wearing on the t-shirts, but just, we're not at that point yet. Uh, this, is, this is probably quite one that's quite relevant to everyone. When I take off deep, I often get stuck behind the foam. Even though I try to cardboard slide, I can't make it to the face. What can I do? Okay, so the cardboard slide is only going to work on the hollow part of the wave. Um, if you take off and go to the bottom of the wave, it doesn't work there. If you go, if you're stuck at the bottom of the wave, like nothing happens. So you have to learn how to lean and engage the rail on that hollow wave. It's all about the lean. Mm. Was like, geez, I don't know if you heard that in the microphone. Clayton's elbow just broke, I think. Okay, throw look at this one here. I've heard you recommend twins for forcing you to surf better on rail. There's lots of different twins out there. Is there a particular shape that you think works better for intermediate surfers? Can you answer that? Yeah, probably not too wide in the tail because your board will stay flat. So a slightly narrower one, you can actually get on rail. I'm going to get and your one. Also, don't put the fins too far back because that also makes it really, look, it'll be way faster, but harder to put on rail. I'm bringing it in. I'm bringing it in. Cool. This is my favorite one. Just so you know, I've given it back to him. This is my favorite one. It's a lower volume board, but the first time I surfed it, oh my word, I had so much fun on it. Yeah. I was like, I was like a little kid that that is uh, that, that discovered something very exciting. Ah, oh, anyway, that's my recommendation. Buy one of them. Okay. Uh, I feel like I, I could be better with all your advice. Okay, cool. I really love the Ombi mantra. Always keep in mind where oh, that. Okay, cool. That was there wasn't a question. That was more of just a cool. Thanks. Nice comment. Thank you very much, Michael. Thanks for watching. The breathing out. A little golden nugget here for everyone. The breathing out was game changer for me when popping up. So not holding your breath in the pop up. Yeah, it will make you relax. Honestly, like that was a Twiggy episode. So if you if you're wondering what Daryl was talking about, go back and listen to the Twiggy episode, which was two weeks ago. So also, if you're going to shoot a gun, you then shoot. Um, boxes, throw the punch. So there's lots of sports disciplines that breathe. So it does work. Okay. I'm volunteering. This, this Ryan is very, very, very keen. Ryan, yeah. 100 points to you for, 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 for keenness. Where are you based, Ryan? Sabbatical with... Spaghetti is a dream. <laughs> okay. Oh, we got this. Got to put questions in. I might actually have to just stop in a minute. Previously, it's been uh, okay. Here we go. Quick, real quick one. Previously, it's been touched on about riding the smallest board you can fit into the pocket of a wave. Does this mean that a taller, larger guy is generally going to be disadvantaged in small waves? Who's the who's the, the really tall surfer? Owen. Owen Wright, Jordy Smith, like all of those guys are over six foot. 
So think of a, a, um, a bigger guy has got bigger springs. He's got way more reach and their boards are going to have more volume. So it's, it's not really a disadvantage. Um, but you learn, learn to use your body more effectively. You've got to learn how to be lighter and that lightness is a technique. Okay. I remember my first barrel clearly still to this day. How do you remember your first barrel? Uh, I got so petrified I jumped off. I, I froze and jumped off my board. That was my first barrel. <laughs> Is that a thumbtail on that, that twin? It's a twin pin, isn't it? Oh, yes, yeah, it's a twin pin. It's uh, just quite a, like a little bit more of a wideish pin. Uh, okay, the question about surf watches here. Content is great. Keep up the good work. Notice a few comments on surf watch trackers. Is there a role for using the data they provide to help us progress? All the information that you get from the watch, can you use it? I have a, a Casio that doesn't record anything. It just tells me the time. And I can set the alarm and it goes beep, beep. I, I use my, my Apple Watch with... Uh, an app called Dawn Patrol. The only reason I just I just like to be aware of of how often I'm surfing, and for and for roughly how long I've I've stopped trying to use it to get any information. There, from. there was an app that came out. I think it was that they put a, a little thing on a board. Um, I've forgotten what it was, but Jordy Smith was testing it, and it would tell you how big your arc was on a turn okay whether it was 90 degrees 180 degrees or 270 degrees like how big your turn was it was some kind of like um, tracer or tracker that really got me interested okay i don't care about wave speed my apple watch doesn't do and that. i don't care about wave distance i want to know like how much yeah. rail are you holding like how much g-force are you yeah. spraying through your turns i don't know how fast you're yeah, uh, this this may be a little bit, a little bit, um, a little bit woo woo. -y, if anything, the the reason that initially I bought this because I wanted to try and keep track of how fast and how far I was going. I've I've scrapped all that now. Now I use this because I do actually like to remind myself how lucky I am to live on the Gold Coast and how often I do actually get to surf uh, compared to what I would do if I was living in if if I, if I was living back in the UK, for example. It for me it, it keeps me um, really grateful about the fact that we have so much opportunity here on the Gold Coast to, to surf. So, um, yeah. Good question, go. James, Joseph. Yeah. What board did James use for his first time out? So I have a high performance nine foot long board. He rode that, it's got lots of rocker, a little bit narrower, thin rails. He rode that, it wasn't yep. ideal for the waves he was riding. Second time he rode- The pink Odyssey. Yeah. Eight Second time he rode top. an eight foot soft top. And Which I won't bring into the camera because it won't fit in this space. Yeah, now for his third surf, he's got a seven-foot mid-length. He's getting his brand new board. He hasn't surfed yet, though, has he? Ah, uh, still being made. So he's two surfs. That's all he's had. Two surfs. I'll tell you what, next time he surfs, I'm gonna I'll make sure I'm there and I'll film him. And and we'll post that. And some some of you will know what I'm talking about. So ah, I'm finding I kept ejecting out of the barrel through the face, even though I could make it. Put my coffee calm up on one game changer. So that's someone getting in the barrel and they kept on going into the face, but the second yeah. they did this, do you know why? All of a sudden, some people when they put into a barrel, they pull the hands sideways and they end up bending their back and they jump through the wave. But with your coffee cup forward, 
you can actually, oh, hang on, I can make this. So you've gone from like no peripheral vision, no tunnel vision to like, oh, hang on, there's light at the end of the tunnel. Mm. And thank God for coffee. Okay. Ryan is in Q8, the guy, the guy that wants to do a year. <laughs> Q8. No, we're in Q8, yeah, you're a little, uh, bit, little bit too far away. It's not just around the corner. Um, so that might not work out too well. But um, more than happy. Like if you want to, if you want to like, I mean, spend a year over it, then uh, good luck trying okay, to get the country. Five, five more minutes, I think we're going to be done. All right, Clayton's telling me now. 11 to 12-week program so far. Ah, oh, if you're on the 12-week program, remember tomorrow night is the Zoom Live. So anybody who's on the 12-week program, we're doing the Zoom Live. We actually get to be interactive and talk and everything. Um, so see you tomorrow night for that if you're part of the 12-week program. So the 12 this is program. Catherine. Catherine, yeah. So Catherine, uh, Luke, who works for Ombi, has the exact same issue. So it would be really good for you to have a chat with Luke about this one because he actually is physically going through the same issues that you have. Um, and he's had to work around it. So I feel that Luke's more um, qualified to talk about the subject. Okay, this is the, I've got three questions, three more things on my screen. I'm not gonna answer any more after this. Okay. Right. So it's something about the Green Waves video that on YouTube went out for a surf. I found myself lowering my head to gain planing speed down the wave compared to arching your back. So head down rather than Oreo. I'd Look, if, if, if I'm in the wrong place on the wave, if I'm too far back or if I'm on the shoulder, I'll put my head down and I try to crawl myself over the ledge. Okay, so then I put my chin down mm. if I'm in the wrong spot. But if I'm in the right spot, I just arch my back and I literally just glide into waves. Yeah. Okay. This is the last one. <laughs> it is. Clayton, how long did you guys relocate? How long ago did you guys relocate to Oz? In, in December, it will be 10, uh, 10 years. 10 years. I moved out here in January of 2009. Yeah, January of 2009. That's what I moved out here. So you can do the maths because I can't figure it out <laughs> quickly off the top of my head. So that's how long we've been out here for and uh, very, very happy so to be look, here. Probably so, for like a parting thing oh, yeah. with, with freeze, fight or flight. Just when you are in the water, like what are you doing and why are you doing it? Because mm. Andy Iron slows down and comes from behind it. So try to surf where he surfs. Like you, you're probably gonna take a bit of a beating, but there's a lesson to be learned. And when you get it right, you are gonna have a breakthrough moment where it just feels amazing. Yeah. Otherwise what's gonna happen is you start making bad habits. And those habits will make you plateau out, start making wrong board choices. Um, so I encourage you to make mistakes yeah. and, and learn from your mistakes. Almost, yeah. Don't be afraid of falling. Go out, go out with the, well, don't set the intention of falling, but go out going, if I fall off today, that's cool. No problem. Anyway, on that note, we're going to disappear, guys. Remember, if you haven't downloaded the your free four-week program, head over to ombi.co, hit join Surfax, enter in your email, you'll get sent Clayton's amazing encyclopedia of surfing, or the, the, the PDF. It doesn't sound quite so good when you say PDF. Uh, make sure you download that. You get all, all the videos, you get the four-week program. Uh, if any of you are interested in the 12-week program, then that's also on the website there as well. You can jump onto that because we're getting some uh, amazing feedback and amazing results with people that are currently going through the program. Guys, thanks for tuning in. Don't know what uh, what the topic will be about in two weeks' time, but uh, to keep you guys open because 
I've discovered a time in the day where random lives seem to attract people in different parts of the world. So we might start doing a few more of those. Guys, thanks so much for tuning in. That is us checking out Toodaloo. Thank and you, everyone. Good night. Thing. So, yeah.